This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome back to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes, and the word this week, reckless. No other word can better describe Republicans at Congress. It's likely that much of the federal government will shut down because a handful of extremists led by Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates have decided that America can do without the government while they make a point about something. In the Senate, one senator is abusing the rules to personally wreck our military's leadership structure, single-handedly stopping the promotion of hundreds of senior officers. His demand, that women in the military be denied full access to health care. Add to that demands from some right-wingers that the FBI be abolished and the Attorney General impeached because they are doing their job and prosecuting the criminal who stumbled his way into the presidency six and a half years ago. Donald Trump has ordered his minions in Congress to, quote, defund these political prosecutions against me and other purists, end quote. Instead of working on the many challenges facing our country, they devote their time to attacks on Hunter Biden, a private citizen whose father is president, while ignoring the billions collected by Donald Trump's daughter and son-in-law as a direct result of things they did as senior White House advisors. And then there's the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, driven not by any facts of high crimes or misdemeanors, but motivated by revenge for the two bipartisan impeachments of Trump. No wonder Senator Mitt Romney, the Republican son of a former Republican Michigan governor, said, quote, a very large portion of my party really doesn't believe in the Constitution, end quote. All of this is why we need to work tirelessly to stop the Republican radicals by taking them out at the ballot box. Two of our congressional districts are rated among the closest in the nation. The 7th District, now represented by Alyssa Slotkin, is ranked the most vulnerable Democratic seat in the nation. And the 10th District, where right-wing extremist John James won by a handful of votes, is one of the Republican-held seats considered most likely to flip. Add to that protecting Senator Debbie Stabenow's seat. After a spirited primary, we will have a high-quality candidate to battle whatever right-wing extremist emerges from the Republican field. At the top of the ticket, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris need Michigan to protect the world from the danger of a return of Donald Trump. Make no mistake. It's going to be close in all those races, as well as in the battle to protect and expand our majority in the legislature. Each of us needs to make a commitment to devote the next 12 months to helping save America from the reckless, dangerous, and anti-democracy Republican extremists. The passage of voting rights ballot proposals in 2018 and last year were just the beginning of making it easier for Michigan citizens to be a part of our democratic system. The Democrats now leading the state Individual rights are being expanded. We'll get an update from State House Elections Committee Chair Penelope Cernoglou in a moment. But first, an update on some of the other stories on politics and policies we're following this week with MDP's Dorian Tyatt. In the news this week, President Biden will travel to Michigan on Tuesday to show his support for striking members of the United Auto Workers, he announced in a tweet late Friday. Tuesday, I'll go to Michigan to join the picket line and stand in solidarity with the men and women of UAW as they fight for a fair share of the value they helped create it, he wrote on X. It's time for a win-win agreement that keeps American auto manufacturing thriving. 
with well-paid UAW jobs. His decision to stand alongside the striking workers represents perhaps the most significant display of union solidarity ever by a sitting president. Former President Donald Trump will visit Detroit this week in an effort to fool striking UAW members into thinking he has a pro-worker record. In a virtual news conference, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell and Haley Stevens made it clear Trump is not a friend of working people. Representative Dingell called it a photo op. The former president exploiting the hardworking men and women who are the backbone of the American economy and he's doing it to disguise his true anti-worker sentiment in his record. Well, auto workers have been standing day in and day, uh, day out to hold the line for better wages, for benefits, job protections. Donald Trump is coming in, parachuting in, and trying to get a cheap political hit or a photo hop. And Representative Stevens noted that Trump opposed the auto rescue plan in 2009. Donald Trump does not understand or care about the auto industry. He doesn't understand the global dynamics. He doesn't understand where the parts are coming from and how we can get access to the materials. And that's evidence in his disastrous policies of his administration. Had Trump's position been upheld, tens of thousands of Michigan workers would have lost their jobs. Dave Green the UAW Regional Director for Ohio and Indiana, summed up the attitude of union leaders to the Trump campaign stunt in an interview with the Associated Press, saying Trump did nothing to support organized labor except lip service. President Biden has created a national climate corp, which will train more than 20,000 young people in skills crucial to combating climate change, such as installing solar panels, restoring coastal wetlands, and retrofitting homes to be more energy efficient. The administration will specifically be focused on making sure that folks that are coming through this program have a pathway into good paying union jobs, White House National Climate Advisor Ali Zadi said on Tuesday call with a reporter reviewing the announcement. The D said that the initiative could help train the next generation of electricians. The country faces a dire shortage of electricians who are needed to install a host of climate-friendly technologies, including heat pumps, efficient air conditioners, and electric car chargers. President Biden has created the first-ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention to reduce gun violence, which has ravaged communities across the country, and implement and expand upon key executive and legislative action which has been taken to save lives. The new Office of Gun Violence Prevention will be overseen by Vice President Harris, who has been a key leader in the Biden-Harris administration's effort to end our nation's gun violence epidemic. Legislative Democrats have introduced a series of bills taking aim at the House affordability crisis in Michigan. State Reps Betsy Kofia, Rajiv Puri, Will Snyder, and Donovan McKinney introduced a package of bills this week to bring the Michigan State Housing Development Authority into further alignment with neighboring states and federal standards in an effort to create much-needed affordable housing units. Kofia said that by enacting these bills, our state's housing authority will be able to shore up all available resources to better address statewide affordable housing needs so as to benefit our state economy and working families alike.
Affordable housing was one of the top issues I heard about while knocking doors and during my four years serving at Grand Traverse County Commissioner. Identifying solutions has been at the top of my mind and central to my office's work, Kofia said. Governor Whitmer has signed into law bills outlawing child marriage in Michigan. One of the primary bill sponsors, Representative Kara Holt, noted that she and State Senator Sarah Anthony introduced legislation year after year to combat this issue. It was only after Democrats assumed power in Lansing that it made it to the governor's desk. The Michigan legislature is currently considering bills designed to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous individuals. Records provided to the American Independent Foundation show that one of the leading opponents of gun safety legislation in the Michigan House has a history of threatening others with gun violence. House Minority Leader Matt Hall, a Republican who represents a southwest Michigan district around Kalamazoo, is a graduate of Western Michigan University. During his time there, according to police records obtained through a public records request, he admitted to sending death threats to a student at a college in Maryland where his girlfriend was studying. In one email, Hall wrote, You better not go to the Christmas party tomorrow night. Just a word of advice. The South will rise again and we don't like your kind treating ladies like redacted. She is a fine lady. You don't need to be saying shit about her. We are going to impose our southern ways on you. I've got a shotgun rifle and I just put a bullet in it with your name on it. Two leading Republican presidential candidates has made it clear they don't like striking workers. American Bridge has South Carolina Senator Tim Scott on video telling a room full of people that he would fire striking workers. Ronald Reagan, he said, gave us a great example when federal employees decided they were going to strike. You strike, you're fired. Simple concept to me, he added. To the extent that we could use that once again, absolutely. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley proclaimed she was a union buster, pointing to her record of recruiting foreign car manufacturers such as Mercedes-Benz and Volvo to the Palmetto State. I didn't want to bring in companies that were unionized simply because I didn't want to have that change the environment in our state, Haley said during an interview with Fox News. Link to these stories and other articles of interest are on our website, arionthePeninsula.com. From Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. Thank you, Dorian. Michigan voters have made it clear they support protecting our democracy. The passage of the anti-gerrymandering and promote the vote constitutional amendments in 2018 and Proposal 1 in 2022 brought new guarantees of voter rights to our state. The legislature is building on those amendments with new laws expanding opportunities for Michigan citizens to register to vote and protecting election workers from intimidation and threats of violence. Leading the way on strengthening our democratic system is East Lansing State Representative Penelope Cernoglu, chair of the House Elections Committee. Representative Cernoglu detailed her ongoing work with our Walt Sorg. Madam Chair, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. One of the big issues in election security around the country that has been growing, unfortunately, is the safety of people in the entire process. We've had pickets in front of Secretary of State Benson's office at the top of the food chain, but it goes all the way down to precinct workers, typically retirees or performing a public service. 
And we saw in Georgia, especially, where they're being threatened from everybody from Donald Trump on down. The bills you've kicked out of your committee now and are on the House floor, what will they do? Representative Hope's bill will increase penalties for harassing election workers if your harassment is interfering with their administration of elections. We heard testimony that I believe it's one in four election workers has been threatened or harassed. And with the need, the really increasing need for more election workers due to all of the early voting that's going to be taking place, we really need to do more to make election workers feel secure in their role and and be able to attract more election workers to administer the very important function of conducting our elections. I find it interesting that Representative Hope is taking the lead on this with you, given the fact that her husband has been a township clerk running elections for more than a decade now. She really knows the ins and outs of what's going on with elections and the need for this legislation, as do you. You've been real close with both your city clerks and your township clerks. Absolutely. And Representative Hope introduced this election or this bill last session as well. But I don't think it got very far Uh, with the new legislature, though. Bills like this protecting our democracy are going much further. This bill is a bit different than what was introduced last time. We've been working with all the different stakeholders to improve the bills. But But yeah, essentially, Representative Hope has been working on this for a long time and was very familiar and has personal experience with this issue. She's doing a fantastic um, job leading us forward on this. The Brennan Center for Law at New York University recently called for national laws prohibiting bringing firearms into polling places. In Michigan, it's hit and miss depending on what kind of building, what kind of facility is being used for voting. Is that something that is being considered at this point? I did introduce a bill banning firearms at polling locations and at drop boxes. And my colleague, Representative Young, introduced a a bill banning firearms at county board locations. And we had testimony and hearing and voted both of those bills out of committee. So those bills are currently just waiting to be considered on the House floor, and we are hopeful that at some point they'll be taken up for a vote. Michigan, since the election of Jocelyn Benson, has had automatic voter registration at Secretary of State branch offices. You go in for a driver's license or a license plate or whatever, a title, and as long as you've got the proper identification, you're automatically registered to vote unless you want to opt out. You've now introduced legislation to expand that. Uh, Who else would be able to automatically register voters? So really, you know, any government office, if you're going to apply for Medicaid or um, the Department of Corrections, if you're having interactions um, with them, ultimately, the Secretary of State will be the one who does the registration, but other offices can submit that information. And then those individuals, citizens will be mailed an opt-out card if they choose to opt out. And if they don't return that, then they'll be added to to the voter rolls. And it also increases the registrations at the Secretary of State's office, changing the procedure a bit so that the opt-out is offered later in the process 
and taking away any of the barriers. Like if people are worried that it'll make their experience take a lot longer or if there is any possibility that they could be discouraged along the way, this will just really streamline the process of getting people registered. But of course, it, it'll we'll still have to ensure that they have proper identification and they will still, of course, be offered the opportunity to uh, not be registered. It just streamlines the process. Did you get any testimony from the Secretary of State on how many people opt out of automatic registration? They are actually looking into that right now to see what that number looks like. So we're waiting on that information from their office. Representative Penelope Sernoglu, the chair of the House Elections Committee, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. That's our report this week. Many thanks to Representative Penelope Cernoglu for her leadership on voting rights and for sharing the latest news on the issue. Our podcast audience is growing, and we thank you for that. Please share in your circles, both on social media and in conversations with your like-minded friends. I'm Lavora Barnes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Party on the Peninsula is as a production of the Michigan Democratic Party.